0: ありがとうございました
1: Good morning, Mystique. How are you? One second. Getting everything in place. Thank you for the sub. Thank you for subbing. I appreciate it so much. Shake you, shake you. I am better than I was yesterday. Hey, Misty Cat, how are you? Good morning. Well, good evening to you guys. (laughs) What is going on? Let me go ahead and take this down. Where is it? There it is. How are you guys? I'm still a little. I I didn't feel good that. Didn't feel that good yesterday. But I'm better today, but I'm still. eh. (laughs) Good to hear. Good to hear. Try not to myself in the process of getting everything set up. What's going on? You guys have a good weekend. What's going on here? There we go. Make sure nobody I knew it as soon as I go live, Eddie texts me. <laughs> Isn't that the way it goes? <laughs> Eddie is not in the stream today. He had to work. Instead of going in at midnight, he had to go in at three. Oh well happy bur- happy belated birthday. Happy belated birthday. Yeah, I just I'm telling you, it's like I don't know what the heck's going on, but I mean yesterday I had the icky blahs and but yeah, I've just been feeling drained. That's how it's been for the last couple weeks. It's weird. It's been weird. Back and forth. I know I was running a little bit early. Yeah. It's been real. Like, I can't. I don't know if it's like this for you, but it's like I can't focus. Like, I just can't focus. Like, even today, I sat there and, and I, hey, Freaky Geek. Hello. How are you? Um. Usually, when I do my stories, Saturdays and Sundays, I usually go through and get everything processed for the week of what I'm going to do, you know, um, when I go live. And thinking I have all my stories done, I come up and there's nothing on my... (laughs) Hey, Joanne. Hey, Sarah. Um, I, like my notes are gone and I know I had made notes and it's like, I'm going through all my folders on my Google and I'm like, where the hell are all my notes? Yeah, I saw that freaky geek I hope that it heals soon, whatever's going on. That's some weird, weird stuff. Is it like pricklies that, um, like when your leg's like waking up, that type of prickly? Well, see, that's the thing, Mystique. Usually in Mercury retrograde, when it's retrograde, it doesn't bother me. It's just the opposite for me, which is weird. They have changed me. Is that what it is? (laughs) It could be. It could be. So today we're just, I, I, we're going to talk about ghosts, ghosts, and more ghosts. Oh, wow. Freaky. That's, that's odd. Yeah, Mercury record, retrograde, usually, it don't bother me. Usually, I like I said, I'm the opposite. It's kind of like Friday the 13th with me. Everybody has bad luck, and I I never do. It's my good luck day, actually. And that's how usually Mercury retrograde is for me, is I have the time of my life. I have, don't worry about things. and But I think it's just, with the whole icky blah thing, I think it's just um, the changing of the seasons. We have snow here now it's raining now but which usually happens it snows and then it rains and then it snows and then it rains but uh you know because the whole state's got to go to one sheet of glass ice so but uh i do i get i get energy on full moons um but The one natural phenomenon that gives me the most energy is thunderstorms, which we don't have up here. So there you go, freaky (laughs) geek. Matter of fact, I think I don't know if it's this year. I know last. I think it was last year. Let's see. Oh, nope, it's a Sunday this year. Usually, Eddie's birthday falls on Friday the 13th. (laughs) Imagine that. Um, (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's just been crazy. But I do think mine comes from, like, I've been having ear problems for a while, so I think I have an ear infection, and then, I don't know. Just yesterday, I stayed away from the computer, but I will say that I got some insight because, you know, when I stay away from the computer, I go to the TV and watch all that stuff. <laughs> and uh, so I got some insight. Now, I want to kind of do an experiment to see, not a magnet experiment. We did the magnets. Hey, Andy. Andy. Are you doing Hans? Um, so yeah, I want to do an experiment. See in the UFO community, right, if you follow Dr. Stephen Greer, they have it where what you're supposed to do is like meditate um on the good an- um good energy of aliens or meditate on the good aliens, or meditate about the good good aliens, right? And you're supposed to, like, in your mind, show them where you are. And that'll bring them to you. So I got thinking last night, I'm like, will that work? Hey, Nicole, will that work for spirit? So I kind of want to do this experimentation where, Thank you for resubbing, Nicole. I appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Um, you really are. So I, I, uh, I got thinking. Oh, is Andy grumpy today? <laughs> uh oh. So I got thinking. Would that do that? For yes, freaky geek, resubbing means that they sub to my channel, like you follow my channel, but they sub to my channel, if that makes sense. So I like got thinking if if somebody like if people sent me in like pictures of their loved ones because I'm a visual person, I have to have visual of what I'm doing, and I meditated and did it the same way that the UFO community does it with the aliens. If I could bring the spirits here and get them to talk through the spirit box instead of just willy-nilly it and saying, hey, who's here? Kind of like draw that energy here. So I kind of want to do an experiment to see if that works. Hey, Scott. Whew, I was. I was panicking. I was panicking that you weren't here. What do you guys think about that? I mean, it's something. (laughs) See, when I'm watching documentaries and that and all this stuff comes to me. Yeah, just a little experiment. (laughs) You know, it's funny you bring that up, Freaky Geek. Hey, Shrimp Shack, how are you? That's right, Andy. That's right. I might not seem like that kind of person, but... (laughs) Well, well, you know what, Freaky Geek? I really wouldn't mind it if Michael Keaton showed up. (laughs) Maybe not in his Beetlejuice character, but... (laughs) Michael Keaton is my first and always will always be my number one uh celebrity crush <laughs> even even though he's the baddie in, in spider man but yeah I wouldn't mind if he showed up but that'd be that would be weird that'd be very weird and be very awkward with Eddie here. <laughs> Oh wow, freaky, that's weird. That's weird. You know, I don't it's probably the weather changing, but um I know I uh No that's that's Eddie's celeb crush, Scott. Granny is Eddie's celeb crush. Don't tell him I told you though. He's not here right now. He had to go in at three, so he won't be here until a little bit later like an hour and a half, maybe, or when he decides to walk out. He, he texts me right before or right when I went live. So, yeah, some good news, which is awesome. I got a message last night that my podcast portion of this has gotten 500 downloads. I'm so excited. That's pretty cool. Oh, really? Yeah, I've got. I've done that freaky where it's just like, you know what? I can't be on it anyway. Let's unplug it and see what the hell happens. Oh, did he tell you? Okay. Good. You know, I wouldn't want that secret to get out and him be mad at me. <laughs> as long as he told you, that's all good. But yeah. So what do you guys think about the experiment? Do you think it would work? Hey, Steve. Welcome, welcome. What's going on? I mean, I really, I want to try it. Thank you, Mystique. Yeah, that is a lot for me, especially. I'm not, like, what I do is I don't have a, a, I just download this audio and put it up on the podcast. So, you know. Yeah, I figure, why not? I mean, if the UFO people, you know, are trying it. So what it is, okay, Freaky, what it is, is like, say you sent me in a picture of your loved one, right? Because I need the visual. (laughs) That's the only reason. And so I'm trying to draw that energy. And what I do is put in my mind, like, go up like how do I explain it like see the earth in my mind right and like zone in to where like like I'm looking at a map and zone into where I am and call them this way and while I'm doing that I have the spirit box on to see if they'll come through if that makes sense did that make sense I don't know Really, Nicole? That's weird. Were you freaking out at that time, or having an anxiety attack, or anxiety attack, or anything, Nicole? When the, they told you to calm down, Kate Beckinsale was your crush. Joan Collins before that. There you go. Now you got Nicole to keep you in line. I think she does a pretty damn good job. Yeah, knock three times on the ceiling if you need me. Yeah. Right, right. Exactly, Freaky. So try ESP only instead of pick up vibes that you're sending them out. Yes. Yeah. Did they mistake? That's that could be I love that bear, <laughs> Nicole, I loved a bear that's so cute um, that's weird, of course, it was in English, <laughs> huh, that's weird. Yeah, it's it's got, I mean, I figured. I just, that's what happens when I don't, I go on the computer all the time, just in research, obviously, Eddie's told you, I've told you, right? But when my mind's at ease, this is the stuff I think about, like, I want to know how to, you know, kind of like what I tweeted last night, if you're on Twitter, you might have saw it, about how, you know, it came full circle for me, and some of you guys know this, because I've talked about it before, it came full circle for me because one of the reasons that I got into paranormal was because my father having Alzheimer's and I wanted to know why, like, or right next to death, people see their loved ones as I'm spitting all over the place. Um, <laughs> and it led me to not the pineal gland itself, but the glands around the pineal gland on um, And I wasn't even looking for that. I was looking for why people, some people see spirits and some people don't. And it's the same glands that affect Alzheimer's. So it kind of, kind of like came full circle for me, basically. And uh, it's kind of, so when I'm not at the computer researching, I'm watching documentaries and I'm thinking about things like this. <laughs> okay, Freaky Geek. We'll leave it at, yeah. May not understand the right, right away, but eventually I'll understand more. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree with you, Scott. Helen Mirren is, is she's beautiful person as well. I think she's a beautiful person. <laughs> Can't help when the lasting of my youth, drew me.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're welcome, Scott. But she is i can't lie hey just jim what's crackleck and uh-oh boomer's gonna yell at me for using that <laughs> let's forget jenny uggeter i don't know who that is who is that andy now that you want us to forget her <laughs> hey i had a crush on chuck norris and he's old enough to be my dad But I can't help it. I can't help it. You know, Michael Keaton is just, I love his personality. Just a snowy day thinking about Phoenix. Freaky geek, you don't know who Michael Keaton is or Chuck Norris? Kurt Russell, yeah. John Tarolta too, yeah. He was he was alright. I'm sure I'd know who she was if she did American Werewolf, then I'm sure. Oh, the other names in chat. Sure you do. Just Jim is just Jim. Andy is Andy. I know what you mean though, yeah, Kurt Russell. he was a big one back in the day. I had another Clint Eastwood. he was another one of mine. I know I know, I'm just messing with you. I'm just giving you shit like you give me shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, freaky. you better know Jim, damn it. So, yeah, so I don't know where the hell I put all my notes for today's show, but I stirred up some stuff and, and um, we'll talk about ghost stories and hauntings and all that, you know, the normal Monday stuff. You know what? It's funny, Nicole, because I can't think of, I mean, don't get me wrong. Both Jared and Jensen are hot, no doubt. But watching them for the whole 15 years, they're like brothers. <laughs> I don't know how to explain that. I can't look at them like, you know. Jared got a, the Impala, too. He got one of the Impalas, too. They gave them both an Impala to take home. i just give grief i know you bring fun to the chat (laughs) ricky yeah you want to (laughs) see that's a good movie little yeah trouble in little china oh my god big trouble in little china I remember watching watching that when I was younger and being like, "What the hell am I watching?" My favorite movie is Dogma. Will always be Dogma. Yeah, he does. He's got a good voice. He's got a good, good vocals. <laughs> yeah, Andy, big trouble, in little Belgium, is way worse. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah, Eddie won't be joining us until later on. He had to go in at 3 a.m., which means you don't get out until 11 our time. So, in about maybe 40 minutes. I don't know. It depends. He hasn't texted me back or anything, so I'm not in trouble. That's good. <laughs> I forgot to tell him good morning, so he's like, well, good morning to you, too. (laughs) Helen Mirren. If you watched The Winchester House? I don't know the name of the movie. Was it just The Winchester House? The newest one. She's in that. Yeah, we can talk about Eddie. What would you like to know about him? I'll, I'll divulge secrets. Don't tell him, and hopefully he don't, you know, rewatch the stream. So again, what I was saying about my podcast is I I just download this, what we talk about, and upload it there. So I mean I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked that it got 500 downloads. It's pretty cool. New is in this year, the past two three. Yes, Freaky Geek. She plays. everything everything you want to know everything well december 13th 1970 this baby was born no <laughs> a bit of a bent what does that mean steve In in Canadian terms, Canadian-Russian terms, French terms. (laughs) Nicole, thank you for the diamond. Hurt you. Never going to make you cry. Never going to say goodbye. Never going to tell a lie and hurt you. Hey, three souls. Oh, that's embarrassing. Oh, excuse my singing. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you, Nicole. At least you guys are used to my singing. You really had to. (laughs) All the new people are like, oh, I'm out of (laughs) here. How you doing, Three Souls? Hope all is well with you. I'm so sorry for singing. Whew. That's scary. Well, yeah, yeah there, there's the NSA listening again. I know, right? <laughs> It'd be like, did you ever explain to me what a bit means, Steve? Oh, not all that. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Okay. I... You know, I gotta, I gotta keep up to date with the terminology, you guys. <laughs> so today's show. That's right. I believe that everybody can sing. Everybody. I don't care if you have. You think you have a horrible voice. Is it? If it makes you happy to sing, sing your freaking ass off. Okay okay either that or it's the russians it could be it could be nicole you have an amazing voice i've heard your voice thing it's absolutely gorgeous Well, you know, freaking, it gets different when I, you know, give advice than to take your own advice. You know how that works. A bit in Belgium is a potato. That's, you know, that's what's going to stick in my heart, in my head. <laughs> Every time somebody says bit, now I'm going to think potato. <laughs> well, I can yell at people, too. you guys are too funny you're too funny okay so let's get started shall we maybe I don't know maybe not so not used to Eddie not being here Russian Canadians living in what used to be Alaska no wonder the MIB are moving in there (laughs) yeah right exactly well, like I said, people don't realize that there's still a little piece of Alaska way up top that Russia still owns. So, you never know. There's some weirdos up in Russia. <laughs> now they're really coming. I heard a siren. All right, Freaky. Great, guys. Thanks. You got me in trouble. No. So first, we're going to talk about some uh, haunted places that some of these I've I've never heard of. Others I have. I mean, obviously, they talk about the Shanley or the Stanley, not the Shanley. I'm sorry, I'm a New Yorker. I'm used to the Shanley. Um, But the Stanley Hotel and and stuff like that. I know someone call Eddie for my bailout. (laughs) Can't say the same for Scott's hair. None of that way. So the first one they're talking about is the R Theater in Auburn, Illinois. This is not long after a man named Robin Terry purchased a movie theater to fix it up, did he begin to experience strange happenings, like voices in empty hallways and footsteps going from room to room. Robin brought in a psychic who told him that a person named John Wayne was haunting the building. And she kept seeing, oh wow, she kept seeing an image of a clown. Another psychic came in and claimed to have heard laughter like a manic cackling of a laugh. Then Robin came into the possession of a beautiful wooden armoire. This piece of furniture was once owned by the attorney of the infamous serial killer, John Wayne Gacy, a man who had preyed upon young men and boys while dressed as his alter ego of a clown named Pogo. When Gacy was on death row, he painted and some of these sinister portraits were kept in that wooden armoire. People who had visited the art theater have experienced bizarre happenings. A bright light appears in a blacked out room, shadows moving through the hallways and a paranormal investigator noted a voice coming through a spirit box saying that someone named John was coming from hell. That's cool, Jim. That's cool. I'd love to go to the Stanley sometime. I really would. That's pretty, that's pretty neat. But yeah, see, I, I wonder, I mean, he didn't get the arm war until after the psychic came in. So, I mean, I wonder if you're a quack. I wonder if, like, John Wayne Gacy had been there. I mean, obviously, he must have been from around there because armor ended up there somewhere. That's cool, Jim. The Bright Flashes. Have any of you guys been paranormal investigators, some of you? Have any of you guys experienced that bright light in a dark room? Like just a flash of light? Because I'm hearing more and more of that lately. Within the past, I'd say a couple of years, I've heard of that happening where there's just flashes of light. It's There's no lights in the room. It's just a big flash of light. And I think we've talked about that before. Um. Have you Mystique? See, like I, I don't see that. Like we don't get that here. But I, and I'll explain the reason why I think it's a portal. Um, I see little flashes of light, like just little pings of light here and there. And I've talked about this before. The reason I think it's like portals opening or closing. Is because of the fact that one night I was sitting on the bed. Eddie was laying down. He wasn't quite asleep yet, but he was going to sleep. So he had his eyes closed. And I saw one of those flashes of light. And I Googled it. I was like, why is there just flashes of light? I thought something was wrong with my eyes. Because I see them all the time, right? And then all of a sudden, right where I saw it, it was like right where Eddie's head was. And he's like, who just bent over? Did you just bend over and look at me? And I'm like, no. And he like sat straight up. He's like, what? He goes through my eyelids. I could. It was like a shadow came over the top of me and was looking down at me. And it happened the same time I had seen that flash of light. you see a lot more blue and some white little ones or the bigger one like the whole room lights up like let me see if i can explain what i mean um so. Let me see if I can find the the right thing. I'll show you what I mean. It's a trailer, so it should be all right. I just got to get to the right thing here. Maybe. Everybody knows that I go back to the Freaky Geek, I believe, has seen it. You see the little ones? Okay, here we go. Maybe. All right. Let me go ahead and share this. This is what I'm talking about. Everybody knows that uh, I go back to... um, Chad Kalick and an entity that allowed its voice
0: to be heard an entity that revealed itself by name
1: now mind you this is this right here is there's no shadows do you see how there's no shadows this is in the middle of one of those flashes
0: ...allowed its unique abilities to be filmed over and over again. Oh, Thanks, sir! That was really That was really Before the invest,
1: Do you see what I mean? Does that make sense? That's... I've heard a lot of... That's not what I want. Add that to stream. Yeah, yes, I, I... Don't know how to get out of full screen. There we go. So that flash, where the light, it just, there's no shadows. So you can't even tell, like, where the light is coming from. It just happens. Oh, wow, Jim. My fellow investigators saw bright green. Okay. Uh, bright green orbs shoot up. Not sure if it was a flash. That's awesome, Jim. I love Chad. I love, I followed Chad for a very long time. I like his brain and my brain. The way they think are are almost the same. <laughs> but that flash, I've heard a lot more. Like Chad was the first one. I've ever heard talk about it. And then it seems like more and more of these stories of these flashes of light have popped up. Yeah, your shadow is captured on the wall behind you. Yeah. But there's no shadow that that one that first picture that you saw was a picture taken in the middle of that flash. And as you can see, nobody had a shadow. So it's it's very interesting to me how that happens. Like, you know what I mean? But like Mystique said, the little ones, that's the ones I see. I'll see him outside. I'll see him in the house. I'll see him. you know, I thought I was Googling it because I thought something was wrong with my eyes. I'm like, why do I keep seeing this? Now, I know if I'm in a dark um, room and, like, I see the flashies on the side, I know I'm getting a migraine or there's a migraine there waiting to happen. So, but these are just flashes, of, little flashes of light, like teardrop, small, little flashes of light. Black orbs? Really? That's weird, Jim. Well, no, Google is not the best doctor, but I like to get like a roundabout. It's not like I'm a, you know, Google freak. I Google everything. So, yeah, I am a Google freak. But when it comes to that, like just a roundabout what it could be type thing. Very cool, Musty. Supposedly don't want to see black orbs. That's wild. But it's like, I wonder, like, what is happening in that moment? I want to know what is happening in that moment. Right. Yes. be Right. <laughs> we all should be dead if we Google elements, 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 elements. You know what I'm talking about. Elements. I will get it right. Damn it. So, yeah. So the Art Theater in Auburn, Illinois. You want to go see, feel John Wayne Gacy? Go ahead and go there. If you don't like clowns, don't go there, especially if you see images of a clown. That's, yeah. No, Freaky, I meant that you saw that because I, I, we watched that movie that night. Yes, what, what ails us, what ails us. The next one's Crescent Hotel, Eureka Springs in Arkansas. The Crescent Hotel is considered to be America's most haunted hotel based on the story of Norman Baker, a medical fraud who who bought the hotel and turned it into a hospital to treat patients after he claimed to have a cure for cancer. When the patients died under his care, he buried the bodies in the basement as a makeshift morgue. The spirit of... Every patient he killed still roams the halls of this haunted ho- hotel to this day. In fact, paranormal investigators went to the basement ward and witnessed something or someone move. One hotel manager claimed that he had discovered a portal to the other side for those who are on the same frequency. Another manager who ran the nightly ghost tour said that the the guests would grow faint and pass out at the same exact location. Upon investigation, the spot was where the portal was located, which was also directly above the basement morgue. (laughs) So yeah, that now see, That reminds me of how I see. What was I going to say? Hello, brain. Wake up. I'm still a little bit not feeling good. So (laughs) my brain is not working like normal. Yeah, there was a morgue in the basement. Um. So, yeah, that makes me – when you're talking about frequencies and everything, to me that's why certain people hear certain things on a spirit box and others don't, um, or they'll hear other words. It's kind of like the way I feel about the spirit box is you're hearing what you're supposed to hear. Like I might hear something totally different, unless you're using like a paratech or an obelisk or anything like that. That has the spoken word. I'm talking about the spirit box, um, the SB seven, the S box, you know, the SB eleven, whatever you're using. Um, I believe you're supposed to hear what you're supposed to hear, or you're hearing what you're supposed to hear. Everybody's on a different wavelength, um, so therefore, other people might hear a message coming through for them when others are hearing other messages come through. That makes sense. Thank you for the ice cream, Nicole. Thank you. And I really, I really truly believe that. Um, Like I said, again, my thoughts and then uh with shadow people, i just I think they're in a different dimension. I think that's why I mean it kind of goes back to what we talked about before to where you know we're seeing these blinking lights and stuff like that. Who's to say on another dimension, somebody's not thinking that we're the ghosts, right, and so they got their paranormal equipment on the other side of the dimension. And we're seeing all these, hearing these noises, hearing these voices and stuff. And we're just in a spot where the veil is thinner. So who's to say they're not investigating us? We are one but separate when we are in each other's timeline other than that we are in the same as before, only different. See, I look at it, it, it as different than mascot. Kinda, um, I think uh, Eddie can explain it better. That there's many timelines running. To that's his thing. He likes to go like this. So pretend I'm Eddie, and I'm, there's different many many timelines. That's why we have the Mandela effect on a lot of things. Um. History is confusing me with with double talk. Yeah, see? See how it goes? Um, What's not you, Sarah? Wait a minute. Oh, they're trying to figure out who's who. Okay. Right, Nicole? My brain never works normal either. (laughs) But yeah, I, I believe when we see a Mandela effect... We go up and down our timeline, like there's different kind of like when I do. Well, you'll see on uh, Channels Corner sometime when I get these videos up, you'll see what I talk about when I talk about vibrating to the right timeline that you want. OK, like if you want to live in a big house and you see that house in your mind, you kind of divert yourself to this timeline and mesh with this timeline it's very confusing very weird that's why it's taken me so long to get these but it it seems to work because right after I do like a meditation like that and it's not really even a meditation it's just visual I was gonna say visual stimulation but I'm scared Andy's gonna say something um (laughs) it's it kind of puts you in that timeline um and right after I do something like that, it, I'll see these Mandela effects. Hey, Shimmer, how are you? Welcome, welcome. How you doing, hon? If that makes any sense at all. So I think our world works that way. Maybe. I don't know. I test out a different lot of different theories. See, there you go, freaky. <laughs> so the next house or next place we have is the house of house of death. Andy, you can don't even go there because you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the house of death, which is in Greenwich Village, New York. This house is considered to be New York City's most haunted building, seeing that there are around 22 ghosts who have been spotted roaming the halls. Writer Mark Twain lived there from 1900 to 1901, claiming to have experienced supernatural incidents, like a wood paneling moving in midair. Now, is that like wood paneling? I'm trying to think how that would move in midair. Like, was it a wall or just the paneling off the wall? Or did they have wood paneling that they used differently back then? I don't know. His ghost was seen walking down the stairs, and in 1937, a mother and daughter bumped into his ghost perched on a window seat. This was the site of a number of incidents, including a murder-suicide and the beating death of a six-year-old. In 1957, a famous actress and psychic, Jan Bryant Bartel, felt a monstrous moving shadow follow her around the home. She saw a man in the hallway, and when she reached out to touch it, she felt a substance without substance. Now, I get that. I get what she's saying, feeling something like that. It's kind of when you stick your hand in something, like it's there, but it's not there. Have you ever done that? Panels long has always been panels. If not, then it's a wooden wall. No, there's paneling. Like trailer trailer walls are wood paneling. Well that's at least that's what comes into mind when I hear um wood paneling. <laughs> I think of trailer walls. Or uh, old station wagon. They had wood paneling, too, I believe. Um, chilly, damp, a marsh mist, or a cloud of ether. So, like, did he have a propped up against the wall? And it, like, I, I, damn it, I hate when these stories do this. I want to know, like, the nitty gritty. She said, I could feel my fingers freeze in the tips. They were numb, yet they tingled. In the split second between contact and recoil, the scene came. Fragile and and luxurious and sweet. Unbearably. Unbearably sweet. I don't know. The next one is the Dakota in New York City. Shimmer said, "I feel an individual has layers that surround us. They are attached to a silver cord coming from our solar plexus and create it from our experiences." See, I used to think that shimmer soul. Um, I until well, even when I had my out-of-body experience, and my ast- when I astro-traveled, i never seen the cord. I mean, I don't, maybe because that's how I took it, you know, was that we all had a cord that kept us connected to our body. But i never seen that in both times. Well, of course, when I had my out-of-body experience, it wasn't, that was quick. <laughs> as soon as I realized what happened, I slammed back into my body. But Even in my astral travel, when I went up into space, it, I didn't, I'd never seen a cord. I always think the shadows just come from their own realm and are just called the shadow realm. It could be, Jim. It could be. You never know. <laughs> you never know. But do you think they're bad, just Jim? Like I mean, I have you we talked about it before. We have shadow people all over the place here. Same, Mandy. <laughs> Of course, that could have been my mind, too, Shimmer. That could have been my mind going <laughs> because I would sit there and have to think, oh, don't get that cord, Don't get hooked on this or don't get hooked on that. Okay, Mystique. I hope all is well. Gotcha, Jim. Gotcha. That makes sense. <laughs> So this, the Dakota, New York City, the late 1900, or 1900, well, 19th century building is an expensive and quite haunted apartment building in Manhattan. Um, Located in Central Park West, this building had a role in the horror classic Rosemary's Baby. I see that's playing on TV again. I want to watch it. I haven't seen it in freaking ever. And it is also the site where John Lennon was killed. John Lennon was assassinated by a crazed fan while on the steps of the Dakota in 1980, and it has been said that his apparition lingers near the stairs, leaning up against the wall in his white suit. His wife, Yoko Ono, still lives there today and says that once she once saw his ghost sitting at the piano. He also had told her, do not be afraid, I am still with you. Before he died, Lennon claimed to have seen a crisp crying lady ghost roaming the halls. Workers and residents of this building have witnessed rugs and large pieces of furniture being moved. An adult man with a face of a a small boy and a friendly little girl waving through the window. I'm wondering what made me stop and I was like skimming the article because I was wondering if this is the place that um, Joan Rivers lived at too. Let me look that up. Oh, nope, that was Upper East Side. Okay. So I remember that for some reason it just flashed me to that story. Thank you for the Lamon, Freaky Geek. Thank you, Shimmer. I appreciate that, hon. Yeah, I'm like right now, I am I had the icky blouse yesterday. I'm not, I'm like all over the place right now. Oh, there you go, Mystique! Hell yeah, Mystique, Cat, you been there? It looks like it could be creepy. Here, I'll show you guys an image of it. It looks like it could—I mean, it's cool looking. I'm—I'm I'm not going to deny that. That's the Dakota. Okay, maybe. Stop. Okay, that's the Dakota. I mean. It does look, it reminds me of some of the buildings in Rochester, New York, too. That actually reminds me. Thank you so much, Nicole, for the Limon. The <laughs> Um It reminds me of a building that my best friend lived in growing up in Rochester. Stop doing that. Oh, yeah. Creepy films. Yeah, Rosemary. I don't remember. It, of course, it's been so long since I've seen Rosemary's Baby. It reminds me of, like, a, you know, a castle. and Well, a U.S. castle. <laughs> what the hell's going on? I don't know what the hell's going on. My computer is deciding to have a mind of its own. Um, Dead woman's crossing in Weatherford, Oklahoma. In the early 1990s, Kate Dewitt James left her home with her baby Lulu after f- filing for divorce from her abusive husband. She had plans to move in with her cousin, but instead moved in with a local prostitute, Franny Norton, in Oklahoma, in Weatherford, Oklahoma. Katie was last seen leaving the house with her baby and Franny. However, none of them returned. Katie was missing and Franny had taken Lulu to a farm and left her there. After Franny was caught, taken into custody and questioned by police, she poisoned herself. A month later in Deer Creek, a fully closed skeleton was found along with a skull three feet away with a bullet in it and the caliber gun sitting nearby. It was concluded that Franny had killed Katie the month prior. People have heard a woman looking for her baby and the sound of rolling wheels and have seen Katie appearing as a blue light geek. <laughs> oh really, Andy? It's the Russians. I think at the very end, freaky, yeah. I don't know, Steve. At the end of Ghostbusters, I'm trying to the, the, don't they What what uh building is that in Ghostbusters? And, of course, on the list is Eastern State Penitentiary, penitentiary in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, This Philadelphia-based prison took solitary confinement to a whole new level. Everything the prisoners did, they did alone, eating, living, exercising. Guards would even cover their heads when they left their cells so they wouldn't be seen, wouldn't see or be seen. There was around 300 prisoners in solitary. Receiving such harsh punishment as being dunked in ice water bath and hung on a wall in the middle of winter until ice formed on the skin, the mad chair that cut off circulation, the iron gag, and the hole. This was apparently to help criminals find penance, remorse, and salvation. In reality, it drove many prisoners insane. The prison has a number of ghost hauntings on the grounds. Chicago's gangster Al Capone, who served 18 months or eight months here, Warden Herbert Hardboiled Smith, two guards that were murdered, and hundreds of inmates who either were murdered or had died from disease in old age. Cell Block 12 has voices and cackling. Cell Block 4 has the silhouette of a guard in the tower, footsteps, wailing, and whispers. Sometime in the 90s, early 20 years, nearly 20 years after the prison closed down, a locksmith had entered cell block four and felt something gripped, gripping him so tightly that he couldn't move. Dozens of paranormal investigators and researchers have visited and left with what belief is the hub of otherworldly activity. When referred to as the prison of horrors, it is also considered one of the most haunted places in America. Night and day tours are offered if anyone wants to see the crumbling dark cells and the long narrow hallway leading to death row. Right, Freaky? That's right, Andy. There is English and then there's the rest of the world. (laughs) yeah that's true freaky it does sound like that it does like sounds like the whole prison system was like that of course the house of the seven gables and this is weird I don't know about you guys like I've heard the house of the seven gables in Salem Massachusetts um A long time ago. And then I don't hear nothing of it anymore. Like, it was, like, talked about all the time. Kind of like the Stanley, Kind of like, you know what I mean, Eastern State. It was talked about all the time, and then nobody, like, talks about it anymore. The House of the uh, Seven Gables, which I, for the longest time, didn't know what the hell a gable was. But now I do. Salem, Massachusetts is legendary for the history and the witch trials and other spooky entities. The Turner Ingersoll Mansion is known as the House of the Southern Gables, and it has had a number of ghostly reports. Because the house is now a museum quite popular around Halloween, visitors have seen some spooky unsettling things. A man climbing up and down the secret staircase, a little boy who giggles and runs around the attic, And even Susanna Ingersoll, the cousin of Nathaniel Hawthorne and the author of the novel The House of the Seven Gables, um, has been seen there. One visitor heard a woman's voice in his ear whispering, shh, and then he turned around expecting to see his girlfriend, but no one was there. No, I don't think so, Freaky. It's not the house of the seven Gables not the house the, in the green Gables and Green Gables no I don't think it is because I thought Anna Anna of Green Gables was uh like not in the US I could be wrong she could have been <laughs> The Jean Harlow House in Los Angeles, California. This Beverly Hills home has some unexpected, gruesome, dark history. In 1932, famous actress Jean Harlow and her abusive husband, Paul Byrne, lived there. Excuse me. Shortly before, Paul shot himself while standing in front of a mirror. Jean moved out and died a few years later. Excuse me. Then in 1963... Celebrity hairstylist Jay Sebring and famous actress Sharon Tate moved in and they lived together until she left him for Roman Polanski. When they lived in the house, however, Tate witnessed seeing a creepy little man who resembled Byrne. When she fled the room and ran downstairs in fear, she then had a vision of an entity tied to the railing and his throat slashed. A few years later, both Jay Sebring and Charente Tate were murdered by the member of the Charles Man- Manson cult. Freakishly enough, the house they were murdered in is only two miles away from the house they once lived in. <laughs> Oh the bell the seven gables is larger. Oh, I don't know. Could be. Sorry, just making sure Eddie hasn't texted me. Cause you know. <laughs> well yes, yeah, Slimer was based off the ghost farter. They got that information from Andy. So that's what it the ghost farter is is Slimer. Yeah. Or can be slimy. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: because, well, I mean, I only watched the cartoons of Anna Green Gable. No, I watched the movie. Um, and I don't remember it. Yeah. I don't remember Anna Green Gable's house being um, big. <laughs> the next one is the Sorency House Ghost in surrency and hopefully I'm saying that right, in Georgia. The place was possessed by something evil, a witness claimed about the Sorensi House, owned by Alan Powell Sorensi in 18. 18- Seventy. the Soranci family had been living in this Georgian house, claimed that dishes and glasses fell out of the cabinets, books tumbled off the shelves, doors opened and closed, unexplained voices and screams were heard, bed covers moved and rolled down, and so much more. Visitors went to the house and experienced similar spooky and chilling things. After the family moved out of the house, no one lived there again, and the home eventually burned to the ground in 1925. I would have loved to go there.
0: (laughs) Oh, God, Andy.
1: (laughs) Ghosts of Bellamy Bride, Marianne, Florida. (laughs) <laughs> oh, man, freaky geek. That's bad. It was sometime in the 1830s when a woman named Elizabeth Jane Croomy Bellamy, the daughter of wealthy North Carolina planter, married a wealthy doctor named Samuel Bellamy. The ghostly legend states that her dress caught fire from a candle flame, covering her body in horrid burns. Although she survived, she died a few days later and was buried along the Chipola River, In Marion, Florida. It is said that she is wandering the banks dressed in her white gown. Some have seen this young woman appearing on fire and diving straight into the swamp water to douse the flames. I don't know. I mean great legend. For some reason that like that story's not like um working in my brain. Like I don't understand like obviously she wasn't near the river when she got burned, so she didn't dive into the river to douse the flames when it first happened. So I don't understand why she would, I don't know. Something just ain't working right for me. (laughs) I hear the Eddie. I hear the Eddie. Everybody stop talking about him. Hello. Maybe freaky geek. I don't know. That just it just doesn't add up for me. Welcome back, Scott. But there are several hymns in chat. I know, right? Hello. Right. Let me add you to the stream. Why don't you wait till I get ready? Oh, I'm sorry. Everybody, you did not see him. <laughs> hey, everybody. Oh, I don't have chat up. Oh, I didn't do that. No, I'm sorry. Sorry. I have everything else but not chat. I know. One job to do. One job. I had one job. How it's work. It sucked. I'm sorry. Everybody else left. Nobody wanted her full eight hours. So I was there
0: by myself for the past hour and a half.
1: Jeez, babe, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I do look a little bit Russian. <sighs> <laughs>
1: So we should be starting from the start now? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. Until about 10 minutes to three. <laughs> I know your alarm. I don't know if I had just passed out and like your alarm went off right as I but it was like it happened quick. It was like, it can't be three already. Oh, well, I thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if that's Scott, I know he's lying. It is Scott. <laughs> he's lying That. <now. laughs> okay, Steve. Hurry back. So the next one is, the. Mo- we're just going over haunted places. My
0: camera's lagging so bad.
1: Oh, you look fine on here. No. (laughs) Anyways, we're talking about what? Haunted places. Okay. The Morris Jamal Mansion in Washington Heights, New York. As one of the oldest houses in Manhattan, serving as military headquarters for both sides of the revolution in 1765, this house is rumored to be quite haunting. It has been said that there is a number of ghosts in the house, a Hessian he's soldier who died on the stairs, a maid who jumped out of a window, and Eliza Jamal, the wife of Aaron Burr, apparently the ghost of George Washington, has also been spotted pacing around the halls. This mansion has turned into a museum where staffers have frequently experienced unusual activity. A former staffer, had been in the basement and heard footsteps upstairs through the mansion, though the mansion was supposedly empty. There are other instances like lights flickering on and off, doors opening, a table scraping up against the floor as if it were moving, and staffers finding that the six-foot-long wooden table in the kitchen moved off kilter. Visitors of the mansion-turned-museum have also heard women's laughter as if it were Eliza giggling with her female companions. The next one on the list is the Sloth Furnaces in Birmingham, Alabama. I actually want to go to the Sloth Furnaces. Um... I just want to, I want to, there's supposedly a mean ghost there. Um, Birmingham, Alabama was found shortly after the Civil War in 1871. Yeah, exactly, Freaky. (laughs) In order to fix the crumbling infrastructure as a result of the war, Colonel James Withersloss hired people to work on a blast Furnaces, transforming coal and ore to hard steel. The job was incredibly dangerous, and many workers were falling to their deaths and being incinerated in the furnaces. Then James Slag Wormwood came along. Wormwood. He was a foreman in charge of the workers during the graveyard shift, the period between sunset and sunrise. Slag took risks to improve production. And that eventually led to more than 50 deaths from the lack of sleep, no breaks, low visibility, and heat exhaustion while working in 120-degree weather. There were a number of accidents, including an explosion that left six workers burned blind. History states that he lost his footing and fell into a pool of melted iron ore, his body melting within seconds. However, many have thought that because... He had never wanted to set foot on the top of the furnace. It was the workers who had tossed him into the furnace. That would be a God.
0: going to hurt for a second.
1: I know, but it's like, is that going to be immense pain in that second? You'll forget all about it. I'm telling, I think about things like that. It stays in my mind. That's true, Freaky Geek. Very true. You're fragile. I know, Scott. You're so... I know. There are over 100 reports of suspected paranormal activity here. People have gone... Have heard an echo of get back to work in Slag's voice. And a man with a badly burned face approaches them and tells them to... Push them steel. Workers have stated that there's an unnatural presence around the worksite. One night, watchman even came face to face with the most frightening thing he had ever seen—a half man, half demon who pushed him and beat him with his fists. The watchman was examined; his face covered with intense burns. So, can you imagine? I don't want to. You don't want to? No.
0: <laughs> it's like, do you want to imagine getting kicked in the crotch
1: Because
0: <laughs> you know it's going to hurt. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> now, we have some... some <laughs> We have some ghost stories, um, or ghost place, places where ghosts hang out, apparently. Um I was going to do their, they have the UK version too, which I didn't want to do because I didn't want to, in case I came across the story that Scott and Sarah were going (laughs) to (laughs) do. Yeah, we don't want to be accused of stealing the thunder. Yeah. You know, we just. (laughs) So the first one. (laughs) Is So we're, we have some Canada ones, of course, and some United States ones. These are more like urban legends of ghostly figures. Born in Victoria, British Columbia in 1871, the year British Columbia joined Canada, Emily Carr was the second youngest of nine children born to English parents Richard and Emily Saunders Carr. The Carr home was an Was on Birdcage Walk, now Government Street, in the James Bay District of Victoria, a short distance from the legacy, legacy, the building named the Birdcages and the town itself. Of course, (laughs) copycats. The Carr children were raised on English tradition. Richard Carr, born in England, Believed it was great. Never mind. It was. They were born in England. Um, It was uh, sensitive or sensible to live in Vancouver Island, a colony of Great Britain, where he could practice English customs and continue his British citizenship. The family home was made up in a lavish English fashion, with high ceilings, ornate molding, and parlor. Carr was taught in the Presbyterian tradition with Sunday morning prayers and even evening Bible readings. What the hell? So her, so does Emily Carr, she allegedly haunts James Bay Inn in Victoria, British Columbia hmm. Where did she die? She died in the James Bay Inn. Emily Carr suffered her last heart attack and died. On March second, 1945, at the James Bay Inn in her hometown of Victoria, British Columbia. Shortly before, she was had been awarded Honorary Doctorate for the University of British Columbia. So she did, um, Emily Carr did all these paintings. She was a well-known artist and a writer. Apparently, she was a Canadian icon
0: she
1: died of a heart attack? Yeah. And it's said to haunt the James Bay Inn in Victoria, British Columbia. Who's up, distracted? Hey, easily distracted. How are you? Excuse me. Dark Hall in Regina, Saskatchewan is haunted by Francis Nicholas Dark, excuse me, damn it. Apparently he was a member of parliament and a prominent businessman. He was born near Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island on his family farm. He was elected uh, to the House of Commons of Canada in 1925. And then he passed away, obviously. and now he haunts the dark hall in Regina's a sketch one. Well, of these people get around right? So the dark apparently this ghost doesn't have a name. Oh, it does. It has Ryan. Ryan's its name. But it's called the Dargan von Hooper. Oh, pronounced Hooper. The Dargan von Hooper. It's a ghost story immortalized by the song of Michael Whelan and alleged, about the alleged murder along the, Dar, the Garvin River in central New Brunswick canada in the late 19th century the story revolves around a young irish cook often referred to by the name ryan ryan moves to the lumber camp located somewhere along or very near the river bringing all his possessions with him including a money belt including a money belt while the lumberjacks are out ryan is left alone with the boss of the camp who decides to murder and rob the young cook when the crew returns the boss explains that the cook had had taken sick and died suddenly. Then they buried the body in the forest to some distance from the camp. However, a terrible whooping sound keeps the group from falling asleep at night. Presumably, the ghost of Ryan crying out against the crime in which he was the victim. Scared, the men fleeing the camp, they fled the camp the next morning.
0: Wasn't there something similar to that where a spirit that
1: the group of guys had killed, he would like manipulate them and, and spook them all out but they, he didn't do it to like the captain because the captain was no part of it and didn't know. That sounds familiar but yeah. I don't know where the hell I heard that from. So yeah, so if you go there I don't know, Freaky. Maybe because they couldn't see. I don't know. <laughs> Charles Mayville Hayes allegedly haunts the Chateau de Rue in Ottawa, Ottawa, Canada. Shut up. <laughs> um, Charles May- Mary- Melville Hayes, May 16th, 1856. He died in 1912. Two years before my dad was born, was the president of the Grand Trunk Railway. I almost said Grand Funk Railroad. <laughs> he began working in the railroad business as a clerk at the age of 17 and quickly rose to the ranks of management to become the general man of oh wow, be given the general manager of the Wabash St. Louis and Pacific Railway. Wabash Cannonball. Mm-hmm. He became vice president of the company in 1889 and remained in such until 1896. You need me an asshole. <laughs> Where's the embassy? <laughs> the Chateau Laurier. <laughs> I all of a sudden became French. Oui, oui. <laughs> oui, oui. Well, you, you see the name Chateau when you have to say it that way. Probably not even close.
0: <laughs> it is, yes. It is today. <laughs>
1: hey, TTBP. Hey, through the bell. So, why does he haunt the Chateau de la Rear? <laughs> <laughs> On April. In April of 1912, Hay was in London soliciting financial support for the GTP, and he was anxious to get back to Canada for the opening of the Chateau Laurier in Ottawa, Canada, Ontario, named for after the Prime Minister Laurier. The gala opening of his hotel was set for April 25, 1912. Hayes also received news that his daughter Louise or Louis, not Louis, Louise. Was having difficulty with her pregnancy you know you had that all fucked up you said his niece louis and then it was louise yeah it was his. and niece then you louise. just said he was having problems with his pregnancy did i <laughs> yeah. man i'm all screwed up today thanks andy it's your turn yeah. no, it's your fault it's your turn what the fuck my god so additionally, he might have had business with J. Bruce Isme, chairman of the White Star Line in case in any case, Isme had invited Hayes to join him on the RMS Titanic. Hayes, his wife Clara, his daughter Orion, his son in law Thornton Davidson, his secretary, mister mister Vivian Payne. What? Now that's not my fuck up, that's theirs. His secretary, Mr. Vivian Payne There's male
0: secretaries.
1: Named Vivian?
0: Might be. I don't know.
1: And a maid, Miss Marianne Perriot, shared a deluxe suite on B deck, also known as the Bridge Deck. At eleven forty on april fourteenth, nineteen twelve, Titanic sunk. Titanic struck an iceberg.
0: Then it sunk.
1: Then it sunk. Hayes helped the woman and his party onto the ship's 20 lifeboats, but he, his son-in-law, and his secretary remain and perished with the ship's sink. So he now haunts <laughs> the chateau chateau. Lair, that is so French. I know that.
0: If you guys wait a minute, she might do a, a berriet. <laughs>
1: You guys are mean, (laughs) Bruce or Bobby? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Freaky, I mean, I know there's French people, but I don't remember any guy being named Vivian.
0: Well, why not? The color of cigarettes, fags.
1: That's UK. The French call them fags. Do the French call them? (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, you know. What can I say? So a headless nun is believed to haunt French Fort Cove in northern New Brunswick. According to the tale that dates back to the mid-1700s, the headless nun was an 18th century resident of the area named Sister Marie, including being French for unknown. Wow. Sister Mary unknown. (laughs) (laughs) Who was substantially... Please do not haunt me, Sister Mary. If
0: that's
1: your name. Yeah, if that's your name. (laughs) For being, she was beheaded. Details of the story vary. In one version, a mad trapper, Patrick, where's Patrick? Cut off her head and ran into the woods with it. Why are all the trappers going mad? Why do trappers go mad? I'm not a trapper. I couldn't tell you. I know, I looked at you like you should know this. In other, another, two sailors cut off her head when she refused to divulge the location of a treasure. So how many
0: How many people cut off her head? You just said a trapper did. Now right? you just said two other guys
1: did. Because you're not listening to the story. So the detail of the story vary. In one, version, oh. a mad trapper cut off her head and ran into the woods with it. In another, two sailors cut off her head because she revert, refused to divulge the location of a treasure. The story holds that Sister Marie's head was never found, <laughs> resulting in her spirit forever roaming the area in the search of it today. Even Scott wants to know how many fucking heads does she have? <laughs> <laughs> today, headless nun tours are among the tourist attraction, see you canadian people that's gotta be scary to watch a bunch of headless nuns walking around on tour
0: (laughs) (sighs) i don't know if i want to go on a tour (laughs) i know
1: I want to see if she's gone. In my head. <laughs> you
0: said the Roman Catholics? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, in the Caribbean, there's a duppy. What the hell is
0: that?
1: It's commonly used in various Caribbean islands, including Barbados and Jamaica, meaning ghost or spirit. The word is sometimes spelled D U F Y. Duffy instead of Duppy. It's both singular and plural. Much of the Caribbean folklore revolves around Duppy. Duppy are generally regarded as kind of like our poltergeist. They are said to mostly come out and haunt people at night, and people from around the islands claim to have seen them. The rolling calf, a scary creature said to have chains around its body, a three-footed horse, an old higu are example of the more malicious spirits. In the islands of Lesser Antilles, duppies are known as jumbies. Barbados also uses the word dubby and holds the same meaning as it does in Jamaica. So what is this thing supposed to be? It's a ghost. Well, of what? I mean... Just any spirit. It's like kind of like our poltergeist ghosts.
0: Does it do an eight hour shift and switch?
1: Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do any British story. Well, yeah, no, that one.
0: He's, t- he's telling you to.
1: I'm scared to. That way, we won't think of him falling off of Jeremiah for him. <laughs> <laughs> the first one on the United Kingdom is Agnes Sampson, known as Bloody Agnes, believed to haunt Hollyrood Place. No, you, I know why he wants me to do. My Hi, Patrick. Day. Hey, Patrick. How are you, hon? I know why he wants me to do. Because you know you can't pronounce half the words. Exactly. That's why. Don't even go there. Uh... We all know this. <laughs> so, Agnes Sampson... What was that? What, what? What did you just do? I don't know. What you went like getting your camera? <laughs> I was going like Oh, that. okay. So, Agnes Sampson was a Scottish healer and a poor witch. She also know, She was also known as the wise wife of Keith. Samson was involved in the North Beth Berwick Witch Trials in the later part of the 16th century. The Palace of Holy Roadhouse, commonly referred to as Holy Road Palace, is the official residence of the British monarch in Scotland. Queen Elizabeth II, located at the bottom of the Royal Mile in Edinburgh, At the opposite end of Edinburgh Castle. She's the one, though, that haunts there. I'm timed out. Oh, there it goes. She's also known. I don't know if I should tell anybody this. Because they might go looking for her now. The naked ghost of Bald Agnes, stripped and tortured after being accused of witchcraft, is said to roam Holyrood Palace. Scott, sit down. (laughs) Don't let him go anywhere, Sarah. See, what's wrong with you people? You got the cock lane ghost. Cock Lane Ghost was a perpetrated haunting that attracted mass public attention in 1762. The location was a lodging at Cock Lane. Great. Right. That should be somewhere like the Ripper. <laughs> somewhere the Ripper should be. A short road adjacent to London's Smithfield Market and a few minute walk from St. Paul's Cathedral. The event centered on three people. William Kent hold on it disappeared on me Patrick
0: says we're lagging bad
1: <laughs> Yeah, I noticed that today uh that even getting on the computer it was rough going okay welcome back Patrick welcome back Patrick oh he might be buffering bad I don't know oh Echoing the actions of Kent's previous landlord, Parsons had not repaid Kent's loan, of which three Guinness Guineas We would call them like guinea pigs, but I don't know what the hell this means, which about three guineas was outstanding. And Kent therefore instructed the solicitor to sue him. He managed to recover the debt by january of january seventeen sixty two, just as the mysterious noises at Cock Lane began again. Catherine Friend had led Lodged there shortly after a couple left, but moved out when she found the noises, which had returned intermittently and which were becoming more frequent, could not be stopped. Parsons and Moore devised a method of communication, one knock for yes, and two knocks for no. Using this system, the ghost appeared to claim that Fanny, this lady, had been murdered, and it was conjectured that the mysterious figure, I think I've heard of this, in white, which was, ter- was so terrified, James Franzen, presumed to be the ghost of Elizabeth, had appeared to warn her sister of an impending death. So a lot of things going on in this cock ghost haunting. Whew. Only you guys would have to. The Man of Gray of Theatre Royal. The Theatre Royal, Drury Lane, commonly known as Drury Lane. Is that where the, the Muffin Man lives? I don't know. On Drury Lane. The Muffin Man. Do you know the, the Muffin Man? Obviously, I the didn't. Muffin Man! <laughs> <laughs> She's Sorry. Tired, guys. I went back to Shrock for a minute there. <laughs> well, yeah, no, not that kind of Guinness, man. The Muffin Man should live in a Muffin, too. I know, right? He lives on Drury Lane, Yeah. I think it's Drury Lane. Drury Lane? No, oh no! The Muffin Man lived on Drury, and this is D-R-U-R-Y. I'm gonna Google where did the Muffin Man live. Damn it! <laughs> the Theatre Royal Drury Lane, commonly known as Drury Lane, is a West End theatre and Grade One listed building in Covent Garden, London, England. The building faces Catherine Street earlier named Bridges or Bridges Street, and backs into Drury Lane. The building is most recently in line of four theaters, which were built at the same location, the earliest of which dated back to 1663, making it the oldest theater site in London, still in use. According to the author Peter Thompson for First two centuries, Jerry Lane could reasonably have claimed to be London's leading theater. Okay, I want to know about The Hauntings. Well, don't tell me. Oh, the author Tom Ungen calls Theatre Royal (laughs) one of the most haunted theaters. The appearance of almost any one of the handful of ghosts are said to frequent the theater signals good luck for an actor or production. The most famous ghost is the man in, man in gray, who appears dressed as a nobleman of the late 18th century. Powdered hair beneath a trimcorn hat, a dress jacket, and cloak or cape. Why do I think of, I think of, uh, oh my God. What's the guy with the mask?
0: family of the opera?
1: Yeah, the family. That's what I think of. Only a gray variety. Uh, riding boots and a sword. Legend says that the man in gray is the ghost of a knife-stabbed man whose skeletal remains were found within a walled-up side passage in 1848. Yeah, so let's talk about this. Why is it that UK people... Decided to kill people and put them in walls. Why is that? Because it ran out of studs. Is that what it is? (laughs) Why are you people like that? Why do you wall up skeletons? Just wondering. Um, (laughs) Various people have reported seeing ghosts, including W.J. McQueen Pope, who described... It's usual path is starting at the end of the fourth row in the upper circle and then proceeding via the rear gangway to the wall near the royal box where the remains were found. It's the best hiding place. Scott would know that. Um, <laughs> the, actor, the ghost of actor Charles McLachlan and clown Joseph Grimaldi is also supposedly to haunt the theater. McAflin appears backstage, wandering the corridor, which is now stands in the spot where, in 1935, he killed fellow actor Thomas Hallman in an argument over a wig. God damn you for a blackguard scrub rascal, he shouted, thrusting a cane into Hallman's face and piercing his left eye. Grimaldi is reported to be a helpful apparition. He guides nervous actors skillfully around the sca- stage, as more on more than one occasion, the comedian Stan Lupino claimed to have seen the ghost of Dan Leno in a dressing room. He said like like you people, <laughs> like we know these wall-hiding body snatchers, right?" <laughs> Said the actress to the bishop, "Is that your rosary, or just pleased to see me?" <laughs> Bones make for good cement. See, why would all de- why would you guys all know this? Something strange about you guys.
0: You know, recipes and remedies it passed out through the years. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and if you ever kill one somebody, put them in a wall. The drummer of Ted Worth. In a Case of the Alleged Poltergeist Manifestation in the West Country of England by Joseph Glanville. <laughs> in 17, or 1716, the Whig writer and politician Joseph Addison wrote a play, The Drummer, inspired by events at Tedworth. However, he updated the story to the recent War of Spanish Succession and gave a rational explanation for the ghostly drumming, a returning veteran thought killed in action. Does it scare off two suitors from now wealthy widow or feed them to the pigs? You're right. Yeah. Oh, see, yeah, that's true, Freaky Geek. May I all live on Drury Lane? There's got to be some fucking crunchy ass bread. I know. <laughs> Patrick, they put them in the wall so they can still hold up their end. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Let's see. Early accounts report that in 1661, a local Landover, John, Montpessin, owner of the house in the town of Tedworth now called Tidworth, has brought a lawsuit against an unsolicited vagrant drummer, William Drury. It's all related to Drury Lane, whom accused of collecting money by false pretenses. After he had won judgment against the drummer, the drum was turned over to Montpessin of the local bailiff. Malpesson then found his house plagued by nocturnal drumming noises. It was alleged that the drummer had bought these plagues of noises upon Malpesson's head head by witchcraft. Drury was said to have been associated with a band of gypsies. Don't fuck with the gypsies, man. Glanville, who visited the house in 1663, had claimed to have heard strange scratching noises under the bed of the children's room. On Christmas Day in 1667, Samuel Pepys, in his diary, records his wife Elizabeth reading the story to him. He he found it to be strange story of spirits and worth indeed worth reading indeed. Okay, in, Vale a sleep well. Take care, Vale. Thanks for coming in, hon. In 1668, Glenville published one of the early versions. I'm not even going to try to. Say that seducism? No, that ain't even that. Did come out right? Seducamus, seducamus triumphantus. I swear to God, that's what it is. Seducamus triumphantus. I say that pretty, but damn good. I'm pretty proud of myself. That's what it is. Seducamus triumphantus. Right. I have not. How aware. would you say it, Eddie? I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> to which he added the relation of the fam disturbance by the drummer in the house of Mr. John Mopesson in a volume three of the works of the Reverend John Weasley. I'm pretty proud of myself for saying that. Right, Andy? I hear that. It could be, Andy. (laughs) Thank you for the ice cream, Patrick. (laughs) It definitely could be. Why Why isn't it popping up on my screen? Thank you for the three ice creams. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's shown on mine. Yeah, my shit all fucked up today. Um, I do not. Wow, this is how bad I'm writing. It just now popped up the first ice cream cone. Oh. <laughs> oh, Nantuck's ghost. This will probably be the last one believed to haunt Nantuck's Lane, one mile from Buxted. Buxton is a village in civil, Pari- civil parish in the Weldon district of South. S- is it Suc- Sus- <laughs> Sussex in England? The parish is situated on the Weld north of Uckfield. This, uh, why did I pick this one? The settlements of Five Ash Down, Herons Gill, and High Hurstwood are included within its boundaries. <laughs> Why the fuck did I pick this one? According to local legend, the ghost of Nantuck, a woman from Rotherfield who allegedly poisoned a man in the 17th century is said to haunt Nantucket's Lane in Buxton. Supposedly, the murder was quickly discovered and Tuck evaded her pursuers over the next few days by climbing hedges and hiding in hay ricks. It is said her intention was to take sanctuary in the Buxton Buxton Parish Church. According to the right of asylum, it is one if one could reach a church and touch the altar, a fugitive might escape punishment. Wow, I wonder if that would work today. Uh, I don't know. So, if you could reach a church and touch the altar, you might escape punishment. But within local officials pursuing her, she was forced to run into the woods. According to the tale, she disappeared there and was never seen again. Legend holds that a circular patch of land in the woods near Nantucket's Lane stays unfertile and no vegetation will grow there. Hey, yeah, because I didn't know. I don't know what they are either. I thought it was just, oh, yeah, pile of hay.
0: Okay. Freaky. That's what Freaky said. He said he worked it up.
1: Yeah. I probably found out why I was buying him. Why? You had me going through YouTube. I didn't have you going through YouTube. Yeah, you did. No, you did when you put your chat up. The one thing I pulled up was the chat and then closed it. Apparently you didn't. Apparently I did. It's always my fault. Well, always. Stuff. God. <laughs> I know Freaky she, she wasn't paying attention the first time. I noticed that a lot of crime happens in places that are hard to pronounce. Yeah, right? You missed the Canadian ones. I did a lot of Canadian ones. Canadian, see Canadian names I can I can read like Victoria, British Columbia, um, Saskatchewan, New Brunswick, Ottawa, <laughs> Halifax, Nova Scotia, Kingston, Ontario, and that could be because I'm near, from near those places. <laughs> the past is where Dreg Squad sprayed my crop with DTT. That's why nothing grows there. <laughs> it was only for my personal use. All 128 acres of it. That's right, Andy. You keep... I'll believe you. <laughs> I believe you, Andy. I believe you. <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> as long as they're near Ontario... <laughs> I'm good. I know those words. What about? Ball's what? Cock is near, what was that one? Shit Cox something. Lane. Shit something. Shit Jack. Yeah, Shit Jack. <laughs> Ball's Cock is near Shit We know that. We know that for a fact. <laughs> it's where Bobby and Bruce are from. That's where they ran away too. Oh, my bad. My bad. Sorry. I got it confused. <laughs> That's what <laughs> near the shit Scott. I mean, we could talk about Casper the Friendly Ghost. I don't know where all my notes was. Like, seriously, I wish I know because I know damn well. I know damn well that I had notes because there was one story about a lady looking in a mirror and the mirror shifted and it changed. like the she actually saw. I don't know about your frigging notes. I know. I don't know where they went. Let them go on that side. <laughs> Don't your balls ache near shit show or something. <laughs> Bobby and Bruce weren't there. It was Bruce and Bobby. You're getting them mixed up. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> My bad. Oh, it's crazy. You guys are all nuts. I hope you guys enjoyed that. You know, what can I say? I just don't know where my notes went. Eddie's fault. Yep. Because I was at work. Hey. What can I say? No, I didn't. I didn't. Well, they had brought up about the pigs. Because of the fact that, actually, didn't that lady do that in Warsaw? Do you remember that lady that got, oh my God, not, I'm talking about Warsaw, USA, not. New York. Yeah, Warsaw, New York. Um... <coughs> oh, did she do that? Hold on. Warsaw, New York. Beating dead bodies to <sighs> It was recently, too. Oh, no. She buried his body in a pile of manure. That's what it was. Yeah, 2015. The Attica woman accused of killing her husband and burying his body in a pile of manure uh, in April 2015 was sentenced to 25 years in prison. That's what it was. But I remember, I, I believe they did have pigs. <laughs> But that's yeah, she like that was weird. I remember hearing about that. Um Yeah. So with that being said, oh I closed out D Live after I oh, what the hell. Head on over to D Live. I put the coins in there, but I just or the Lamones. In the thing, and I just closed it out without giving anybody any. <laughs> oh, you, you ain't getting any today, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys ready? Are you ready? Take care, of Steve. <laughs> Have a good one, Steve. <laughs> I was in the shit for coming home late from the bar. Could be, Andy. Could be. All right, I pressed a button. All right, guys. This bumps and hugs. Stay safe, stay strong, and maybe I'll do a whole show tomorrow with Shadow. Maybe Tomorrow's Tarot Tuesday. Well, I'm I'm off work, so. Oh, that's right. Thirteen seconds, guys. Hit the chest if it hasn't popped up for you. Get them Limones. or hit your chest if you, start, you know your heart starts fluttering or something. Just you know just yeah. hit the chest. <laughs> All right, Nicole got one hundred and three point seven. Patrick got fifty nine point nine, and Freaky Gee got forty three point six. All right, Steve, see you on the other side. I'm still trying to figure out how to
0: add you to uh, Steam.
1: No worries, Patrick. Either way. Hey, Patrick, don't sweat it. I didn't get here until about 5 after 11.
0: I got fuck off all. What? (laughs) I
1: got fuck off? You weren't over in D-Life. Yeah, I know, Andy. He's lazy. (laughs) Damn you. Right. All right, guys. Take care. Be safe. Remember, find something smile with your eyes. Or that makes you smile with your eyes. I'm so not there today. (laughs) Oh, darn. I I, I think I do, but I wouldn't know how to use it anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Nice job, guys. I love you guys. Thank you for hanging with me. Take care. Be safe. All right. You see the dark side (laughs) of (laughs) the moon. Tell me pretty lies, put me in the face, tell me
0: that you love me.